community content from Concentrate. You're up and Adam with Adam Montiel. Welcome to Friday. Adam Montiel, thanks so much for being up at Adam. Fun show for a Friday. Of course, we'll talk to Robert Coleman from the Woods Humane Society. We will also meet Jenny Boyd. Who is Jenny Boyd? Unbelievable. This fashion icon from the 60s turned confidant of rock legends. Got a new book. Spills the beans on her intimate conversations with music's biggest stars. From being with the Beatles in their uh, legendary trip to India. She was married to Mick Fleetwood during like the craziest times of Fleetwood Mac. Uh, Jenny Boy dishes all about the behind the scenes stories and reveals not just the secrets behind the hits that defined an era, but the creativity and her involvement with addiction treatment and psychotherapy is fascinating. She's got a brand new book called Icons of Rock in their own words. I can't wait to introduce you to Jenny Boyd later on in the show. Before we get to our lo-fi headlines, let's thank our friends at Dow Vineyards. If you ever considered joining the club, over at Dow Vineyards, I'll tell you, now's the time. It's all about you there. Access exclusive wines, special pricing, and unforgettable events just for you. The member Sunset Series, members on the mountain, artisans dinner table. There's a lot going on. Join the club. Let's raise a glass together. Go to DowVineyards.com. Up in Adam's Slow-Fi Headlines. All right, here's the lowdown on your forecast, what you can expect. Been a little bit of rain recently, not much to write home about, but get ready because more is coming. Saturday into Sunday, expect about a half an inch, mostly along the coast. The big show, though, arrives Sunday night into Monday with about two to five inches possible over that next 72 hours. Watch out for high waves, possible flooding, and hold onto your hats because it's going to be windy. We're talking more atmospheric river situations, and our officials are warning us to be prepared. So stay safe. All right, how do you keep up with all these words? Gen Z just added a whole nother 327 words to dictionary.com. Well, I guess dictionary.com added it. There's a bunch of Gen Z terms in here, though. Some of the highlights, bed rotting. This one I didn't know about. The practice of spending many hours in bed during the day, often with snacks or on your phone or your iPad. It's kind of a voluntary retreat from activity or stress, bed rotting. I've heard this one before, the ick. A sudden feeling of disgust or dislike, often in response to the actions of someone else. Mid. This one I feel is a few years old. Mid just means mediocre, unimpressive, disappointing. If you're any one of those things, you're mid. But things like movies and shows, they can also be mid. How about bussin? Bussin means like great, wonderful, amazing. It's kind of like the opposite of mid. You ever heard of boobney? Boobney. Kind of like acne. It's pimples or a rash caused by your bra. Barbiecore, another word on this list. Pink outfits, accessories, all the decor that celebrates Barbie called Barbiecore. Uh, girl dinner. It's another one I feel like is maybe a year or so off. Girl dinner is uh, often attractively presented collection of mainly snacks that involve little preparation. Girl math was another thing that became big last year. Uh, cheat code. I feel like we're going way back now. Like cheat code, really? That's new. Like a hack, a ployer technique that bypasses traditional methods or rules. Your cheat code came from gaming, of course. A range anxiety. This is the fear that an electrical vehicle's battery will run out of power 
which it likely will, before you get to where you're going. Or you're going to get to the charging spot and it's not going to work. Uh, number 10, Shacket. It's pretty much just a mashup of shirt and jacket. It's a, quote, garment in the style of a button-down shirt made of thicker fabric, usually worn over other shirts. Shacket. There you go. Just 10 of 327 brand new words you better learn. And finally, a story out of Mesa, Arizona. Multiple people called 911 the other day to report alligators swimming around in a lake in their city park. It's a type of thing that sounds like a prank, but if anything, the city was pranking them. Turns out city officials recently added some realistic looking foam alligators to the lake. They did it for birds and turtles to sit on. The picture, I mean, they look pretty legit. A few of the 911 callers were fully convinced they were real. One woman even claimed a gator latched under her boyfriend's fishing line. That did not happen. Despite the confusion, it does not sound like the city plans to remove them anytime soon. They actually, they actually doubled down. They added two fake hippos. And these things look super real too. They're styrofoam hippo heads that float around. So it looks like they're kind of lurking under the water, like they're about to attack. But here's the thing. Both hippos and, of course, alligators. I even Googled it just to make sure. There's no way they're in Arizona. It's not like you're going to... Like, and if they did this in Florida, yeah, no, that would make sense. But, no, there are no... You have nothing to worry about. But, man, they do look real. I got to give you... Got to give them that. They look pretty real. All right, coming up, looking forward to our conversation with Jenny Boyd. First, thanks to our friends at Tin City Distillery, located in one of the hottest tasting locations, Tin City, baby. Tin City Distillery is open for tastings of their spirits or also just a cocktail bar. Just hit them up and go belly up and grab a drink. Take a tour of the distillery this weekend. Their spirits are of the highest class and caliber. Their brandy made from some of the best vineyards in Paso. Their canned cocktails, elevated, refreshing. Find them on Insta. Learn more about my friends at Tin City Distillery at Tin City Distillery. Up in Adams, lo-fi headlines. All right. In her upcoming book, Icons of Rock, in their own words, Jenny Boyd spills the beans on some of the juiciest conversations she has had with straight music legends. Picture this. Rubbing shoulders with Fleetwood Mac. I mean, shoot, she was married to Mick Fleetwood twice. The Beatles, all the cool cats swinging, the 60 scenes, the runways, London. Jenny Boyd has got the scoop, dishing out tales straight from the creative minds behind the tunes that have rocked and revolutionized our world. She's gathered stories that go beyond the music, diving deep into the wild ride of creativity, the hidden influences, and yet even the crazy role of substances in the mix. But let me rewind a bit. Jenny Boyd's journey from strutting the catwalks of London to jamming with the rock stars, it's not your typical tale. Raised in Kenya, she discovered her love for writing at an early age as a way of expressing her innermost feelings. She, along with her sister Patty, were among London's top fashion models in the pivotal 1960s and witnessed the evolving British music scene literally firsthand. As Beatle George Harrison's sister-in-law, Jenny accompanied the Beatles on their well-documented trip to India to study meditation, worked in the Beatles' London shop Apple, helped run a clothing boutique in San Francisco's North Beach during the momentous Summer of Love, and was the inspiration for Donovan's famous song, Jennifer Juniper. She became part of the chaotic 1970s traveling circus that was Fleetwood Mac, while married again to the band's drummer, Mick Fleetwood. Again, twice. With Jenny Boyd, it's not just about the interviews. It's a journey through a time when music was more than just songs and tunes. It was a revolution. So buckle up, get ready to rock Jenny Boyd 
lets us in on the secrets behind the creativity, behind the hits, behind it all. Jenny Boyd, thank you for being up and at them. Well, thank you. It's pretty early for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's not too early. We're, we're, we are all good. We are used to these hours. You know, I will tell you, in interviewing different musicians, one thing I've always, you know, kind of picked up of late in the last several years is just like, it's kind of far gone are the days like we're going to the new city for maybe some sex, some drugs, where's this, where's that? It's not like, hey, where's the green juice in this town? And, <laughs> right, you know, I know. But I know that, you know, yeah. you, you speak so well on the importance of nurturing creativity and you also talk about the role of unconscious influences and the effects of chemicals, alcohol, and drugs on the creative process. What do you make of these changes? Well, I think we're lucky to be alive, I think, sometimes. I mean, you know, I've known too many people that never really made it. Um, you know, and, and what was interesting, actually, when I was interviewing, say, Bonnie Raitt, David Crosby, Eric Clapton, they were all just on that cusp of they um gone into uh, their, whatever their form of recovery was, you know, of not drinking, not using. And I know with Bonnie, she was nervous, you know, will she still be able to sing? Will she still be able to, you know, get gigs and everything? And that was just before her album, Nick of Time, which was huge. Yeah. yeah you know, and yeah. so I was lucky because then they could speak about, even Crosby, you know, about their whole use, their imbibing, and see it objectively and what it was doing. So I felt very fortunate, you know, to have that coming from that place. Not even just from the creative process, but just from the business aspect. I mean, you hear the stories of James Taylor and just being used by by the business and by the people who were yeah. who were running it. I mean, if you're not of a of a of a sound mind, it leaves so much to be determined that you're not in control of, doesn't it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. People take advantage of you. You know, I just, yeah. the, the book is fantastic. And the, the idea that you've recreated some of these old transcripts, you know, could you share a memorable moment with your time spent with the Beatles during that famed trip to India? Oh, yeah. That was incredible. Well, we had, uh, you know, everybody had their own sort of bungalow, little um, horseshoe shape. And ours was, uh, the roof was flat. And uh, John, George, and Paul, Patty, Cynthia, and me would go up onto the roof of the bungalow. They'd bring their guitars, and we'd just be sort of sitting in the sun or having our hands hennaed or whatever. And, um, and they would start singing. Like John would come in, just say, oh, I couldn't sleep last night, and then start making that into his song. And another time, actually, I was in a room with uh, Prudence um, when she was just in a zone and couldn't, we couldn't get her out of it. And uh, and then um, he wrote Dear Prudence. Wow. And, um, you know, the, the, the songs, every song they wrote was to do with what was going on in the ashram. And we would hear it and we would hear it come together or George do a little bit of something and then Paul would come in or, you know, you were just like a, it was just, and it wasn't, it didn't feel like, oh, this is going to be on a new album sort of feeling. We were just sort of enjoying the nice rays of the sun and be having the Himalayas in the background. And they were just doing their music. Gosh, such great stories. I could just talk to you forever. How did your experiences, yeah. Jenny, as a fashion model in the 60s influence, you know, your perspective on music and creativity? Well, you know, we grew up in Africa, in Kenya. Yeah. And I came to England when I was six. Um, because my sister Patty is just um, three, three years older than me, she was the one that brought in the first record. And when I heard 
heard that. It was like rock and roll, something like rock around the clock or something like that. When I first heard that, I remember all I wanted to do was dance. And I was like six or seven years old. It was just this love of music. And, um, and I think I've always had it. And I think my sister Patty's always had it too. It's just this music does something and, and this love of dancing. Apparently my father loved dancing. So we knew we already were embedded with that music. And, um, you know, didn't really, I mean, you know, we'd listened to records, but never thought we'd ever meet anybody uh, who was singing any of those records. Because, of course, it was either Elvis or, you know, Buddy Holly or right. um, those kind of musicians. But when I remember when, when I was still going to school, I was about 16 and um, in Nottingham Gate, and Mick had told himself I was the girl he was going to marry because he'd see me going to the coffee bar, coffee shop. And um, but then when he did ask me if I'd like to go and see them play live, me and my school friend went to this place in just outside London. And that was the first time I'd heard a live band and knew somebody who was playing in it. They played all sort of um, rhythm and blues. And I remember thinking it was the most exciting thing ever to actually sort of be there with the music. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Mick and I started going out together. But um, it was it was always part of who I was. And, of course, at that time, in the 60s, it was the models and the musicians and the photographers that seemed to all hang out together. It's such a cool, you know, time, that fashion and the music worlds, that interplay between yes. the style and the musical expression. Could you share a little maybe anecdote or story from your time spent with Fleetwood Mac during the recording of that incredible album, Rumors, that really encapsulates the essence of creativity within the band? Yes. I mean, the heartache, it was so palpable. Mick and I were really going through um, this separating feeling and, uh, you know, Chris and John and then Stevie and Lindsay and they'd go down to the studio and you'd go into one of the rooms and there would be Stevie in tears or, you know, Chris upset or, you know, there was always somebody that was feeling this heartache and yet they would stay, would still have to be on stage together. And whether it would be Lindsay kind of bashing Stevie with the butt of his guitar or what was going on, um, they managed to keep going and perform. So it was almost as if when you get into that, it's like, it's, here's another story, because um, I interviewed Willie Dixon and went to his house, and he was lovely. And he was kind of getting on a bit, and, uh, you know, he'd walk with a cane. And not long after I'd done um, the interview with him, I went to New York, and there was a blues festival there, and he was on it. And so he came out hobbling with, on his cane and then as soon as he started singing, the cane was up, you know, like um, Alice, what's his name? Anyway, the tap dancer. Uh, the cane was up and he was sort of almost like tap dancing as he was singing. And then he'd go off stage Well, he died not long afterwards. But it's that thing of when you're in the zone, you beyond anything, you know, you don't feel pain. You don't feel, you know, it's just uh, yeah. he could suddenly walk without a cane. Unbelievable. And so it's got that magical quality to it. You know, the icons of rock in their own words. I, I, I want folks to check it out because, I mean, and we don't, I would love to spend more time with you. Your involvement with addiction treatment and psychotherapy is fascinating. Uh -huh. You know, in your opinion, I'm, I'm curious, 
you know, because your book emphasizes the importance of nurturing creativity, which I love. And I think it could be something that could benefit folks of all ages. What advice do you give other uh, individuals seeking to cultivate their own creative spark? Well, there's something Joni Mitchell says, it just reminds me, that she says, if you're wanting to get to your creativity, the net that you use to capture it is made of the threads of your alertness. So it's about being aware and staying aware and sort of, um, you know, looking what's around you, but also allowing yourself to be dreamy sometimes and just, you know, you don't have to be on your phone the whole time. You know, you can actually have time to just chill and just be a little dreamy and just uh, allow things to happen. So on one hand, it's about alertness. And on the other, it's like allowing things to just float. Now, final thoughts. I'm doing a TEDx talk on determination. Give me 30 seconds on determination, what it means to you, Jenny. Ooh, determination means the drive. If you have a drive and you that just keeps you going, that keeps the fire stoking underneath you, and you just head for what you want to do, whether it is be creative or do a painting or whatever, it's that thing about what's driving you. It means so much that we had such a great conversation. I would love to catch up with you again, and I can't wait for folks to check out the book. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye then. She is something, huh? Man, I wish that interview could have gone a lot longer. Icons of rock in their own words, Jenny Boyd spills it all in that book. So much great conversation. Awesome. All right, before we check in with Robin Coleman in the Woods Humane Society, let's thank our friends at the General Store Paso, offering local goods, hand-picked gifts, a curated cookbook selection, and all the best for your pantry and home. Don't forget, all month long, February, they're helping our friends and theirs at Echo. They do some great work for the homeless. And right now we're looking for brand new twin-sized blankets, sheets. You can drop them right off at the General Store, 12th Street, across from the park, downtown Paso, open daily 11 to 6 and 10 to 6 on the weekends on Instagram at General Store Paso. All right, she is my favorite part about finding forever homes for dogs, even cats. And as I understand, we got a cat today. It's all good. I love it. I love Robin. I love the Woods Humane Society. Robin, it's great to hear your voice. Thanks for being up in Adam. Hey, good morning. It's great to chat with you. How was your week? It was a good, busy week, but we made it to Friday. I love Fridays, so I'm I'm ready to go. And you guys can make me even happier if we can get this cat of the week adopted like we did last week. This is a cutie. We have an old cat. These cats got an old soul to them, and they got a lot of personality. Who do we have? Yes, Brandy is our sweet 16-year-old Siamese cat. Siamese cats are very popular. People love Siamese cats. This is a gorgeous blue point Siamese. She's got a lot of spunk. She's still got many days ahead of her, but she's at a shelter and we want to make that right. She needs out of the shelter and into a loving home. She's at our slow location. Again, just 16 years young. Those kitties can live quite a few more years. She loves wet food. She loves curling up for long naps. She is very vocal. She's a talker and she's also (laughs) a little purr machine. So she's got a lot of opinions, a lot to say. And once she's content, She just curls up in a little ball and purrs away. So senior cats are the easiest thing to add into your, to your life. They're just, they're just an easy ask for people. 
give them some wet food and a nice place to nap and they're they're content so check her out she's up on instagram and facebook you can give her a share because we know there's some siamese lovers out there and let's get this senior into a home as soon as possible a senior has already been in a home they know the drill just give them a few days to acclimate but they sleep a lot. They nap a lot. Cats sleep a lot anyways, but a senior cat, they they will want their food, their pets, a little bit of cuddle time. But most of the time, you'll just find them napping in their spot. What else is going on at Woods, Robin? Well, I just have to brag for a second. You know, last week I talked about our Bachelor pet promotion, our play on the Bachelorette. Um, and would you know, in five days for our adoption promotion, 53 adult animals found homes in just five days. That's wow. 53 families that welcomed a new pet. That's 53 spots at a shelter that are now open. And it's 53 animals that are waking up right now, this morning, tuning in to your show from a warm, cozy, loving home. Oh. Nothing makes me happier. Nothing warms our heart. So what did we do? We went out on Valentine's Day, the day the promo ended, and went and transported 21 dogs from a shelter in need that were just completely out of options. So we are bringing more animals in every single day thanks to this community for showing up for, for homeless pets and supporting Woods. We couldn't do it without you, but we've got lots of new faces that now need homes. So check out our website often. It's updated every day. Puppies, kittens, cats, dogs, small, big, you name it. We got something for everybody. And if you can't adopt, hit that share or repost for us. It really does help us get more animals adopted. Well, think about that. You know, when you adopt an animal from woods, not only do you save that life, it saves yours for sure. But you leave a space open for another dog and maybe another shelter to go to a much better place like Woods so then it can end up in another home. And then if you even go back another degree, I mean, you might leave a space in that Texas shelter or Santa Barbara shelter, yes. wherever it is, an opening. So, you know, and we, all these shelters, they're not, they're not all like Woods. So when you adopt from Woods, you not only help the animal that you saved, but you also, uh, there's some other animals that are really affected and it's incredible. So thank you for the great work you do, Robin. I love how you put things and are so, uh, so good at what you do. Thank you so much for being up and at them. Oh, anytime. I love it. You're up in Adam with Adam Montiel. Adam Montiel. Community content from Concentrate. Available wherever you get your podcasts. For links and more, visit adammontiel.com. All right, check out WoodsHumaneSociety.com. Thanks so much to Robin. Also, thanks to Jenny Boyd. What a show, huh? All right, looking forward to the weekend. I'm sure you are as well. Looking forward to next week. Got a lot of fun stuff planned. You know, you can log on to adamontiel.com, win some free barometer coffee. Register there for coffee made and roasted with a purpose. Premium beans sourced from communities dedicated to sustainability, family prosperity. Premium small batch coffee made in San Luis Obispo. Five unique roasts. When you are feeling the pressure and you care about your coffee, check your barometer. Barometer Coffee. Find them on Insta at Barometer Coffee Co. Online, barometercoffee.com because you deserve great coffee. You can win some from your friends here. Just go to adamontiel.com. All right, thanks to Moonshiner Collective Original Music. Don't forget, check them out live March 22nd. Learn more at moonshinercollective.com. And thanks for the original music. Start again. Also, Full Cup Solutions for technical consideration. Woods Humane Society, Dow Vineyards, We Help You Legal, Tin City Distillery, Barometer, General Store Paso, McClintock's, the Up and Adam fam. Show them some love out and about. And make sure you share the podcast with a friend. It means a lot and it helps a lot. 
Thanks for making this your first podcast of the day. Also rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the show. My name is Adam Montiel. Hope you have a great weekend. I cannot thank you enough for being up in Adam. Start again. Let's start again.